Hello and welcome to Early Childhood Ireland's podcast. Our podcast series features interviews and discussions on all issues relating to quality early learning and care with a range of speakers who are leaders in the areas that matter to Early Childhood Ireland members. I'm Maura Corbett and I work with Early Childhood Ireland. You're most welcome to this special edition where we discuss (coughs) the fifth Early Childhood Ireland barometer, (coughs) which, as you know, was announced last week. To explore these issues, I'm delighted to introduce my colleague, Frances Byrne. Frances is the Director of Policy Advocacy and Campaigning in Early Childhood Ireland and has a huge interest in advocating for children in early learning and care and school-aged childcare settings in Ireland and for the member settings in which these children spend time and are cared for and learn. Um, And this relates to government policy and campaigning for improvement in that regard. So, Frances, you're really welcome to this episode. Thanks, Maura. So, Frances, maybe if we start uh, with some background to the barometer. So, Early Childhood Ireland has been um, commissioning Red Sea, uh, which is a a national polling company. People will often see them quoted in um, the newspaper about um, political party support and so on. So since 2018, um, Red Sea has been carrying out a national poll and we have been tracking um, five, four questions since then. We added one in 2019. Um, and then we ha- every year we have two or three questions that are new um, that are usually to do with something that we would like to find out in early childhood Ireland about national support. Or a few years ago, we knew that there was going to be policy development to do with childminders. So we asked a specific question about childminding. So um, we're delighted. 2022 is our fifth um, national annual um, early childhood Ireland barometer. So, Francis, what are the, the key messages that emerged uh, in this year's barometer? So the highest level of support in this year's barometer is really um, excellent news for all of us who um, care deeply about um, children and their rights. So we have put a statement to the Irish public, which is every child should have the right to free, high quality and accessible early years care and education. And 80 percent of adults um, agree with that. Um, Red Sea also provides us with demographic breakdowns according to region, gender, work status, age, social class and and parents or non-parents, if you will. And what's really exciting um, and very positive is that across the board, um, the support is is up at really high levels and it actually dips over 80% in some of those demographics. So it's very, very powerful um, support for the broad agenda around children. 80% 80% is a huge level of, of support uh, um, across all demographics, like you say. That's that's um, that's really, um, really strong support. So I suppose, in a way, we might be able to preempt the answer to, to my next uh, question is, how does the public feel about the actual investment in early learning and care and school-age child care? Is there, is there support for increased investment in kind of parallel with that? Um, support for the broad statement. Absolutely, um, Maura. And and I think what's interesting is we have some tracking questions that are looking at, you know, the uh, trying to answer that question of who pays. But we asked a specific question this year based on a commitment um, that the government has made 
um, which is about the percentage of gross domestic product that is spent. Um, and uh, as, as listeners will know, in Ireland, we, we spend the least of all the, the countries that are measured by the OECD. And we're spending about 0.2 of 1%. For, for contrast, Sweden would spend 1.9%. Um, UNICEF has said that countries like ours should be spending 1%. So we asked that question about whether Ireland should increase to get to that 1%, and 72% of the Irish public agree. However, we have an interesting and maybe depressing <laughs> demographic in this one, which is that there's a gender contrast where we have 75% of women agreeing and only 69% of men. So uh, I, uh, I'm uh, quite surprised by that. but. Um, I think it's interesting because I think we're still at a situation in Ireland where caring in general, no more than the caring and education of young children, um, is very much seen still as as women's work. Women's work. Um, and perhaps that's why. But 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 that's certainly interesting and, and quite worrying um, in some ways, not to take away from the high levels, the 72 percent. But and 69 percent is still a good figure, but it's quite a contrast. Um, and given that most of our decision makers, our elected ones are men, um, that, 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 that tells us we, we and other organisations, it's not just early childhood Ireland's work, have a bit of work to do um, about that. But nevertheless, that's a very high level of support at 72 percent across the board. It is. It is. But yeah, like you say, it is a bit worrying that um, the support, the majority of the support is for is from women. But um, and I suppose, you know, we know that most of the, the workforce are, are women. So have you do you want to talk a bit about the workforce aspects of the find, findings? Because that clearly has an impact on on the women working in the sector. Yes, and for Early Childhood Ireland, you know, it's such an important issue because, of course, in the in the inclusive, high quality early childhood and care system that we want, it's really important that staff are um, paid appropriately. They have they have proper terms and conditions because it's a critical element of that system happening. So it's really, um, I think very uh, positive to see that the 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 support is at again 73% for um proper terms and conditions for those staff in the sector who are as qualified as other professionals such as nurses and teachers and we put the question that way and we have done so for 4 years because 4 years ago there was an EU guideline was published which said that by the end of this year all childcare staff as they put it across the European Union who work directly with children um, and are as quali- should be as qualified as other professionals and if so should get the same terms and conditions. Um, so it, it, it's very boiling and positive but it's not surprising because um, as you will know Maura our, our social media can often be uh, platforms can often be clogged in a positive way with parents who are either during COVID or at the end of the, the year, so to speak, the etchy year in particular, will um, often take to social media to sing the praises of the educators who have looked after their children, um, as they would see it. 
and whom they trust every day. Um, and they really value that relationship piece, which, you know, experts like you and a lot of our listeners will understand and parents don't necessarily ha- have or are aware of the academic understanding of that. But they know it as parents, how important relationship is, the quality of the relationship. And of course, all the evidence um, shows that. So it's not surprising, but it's very encouraging. Um, and it's particularly encouraging, um, you know, as we as, as you have said, we reflect on the fact that 98% of the 30,000 or so staff um, are women. And, you know, th- there's no doubt that um, across uh, the world, but we, we definitely have a problem in Ireland, um, we, we don't value care work paid or unpaid. Um, it is largely seen, um, as, as I said, as women's work. Um, and traditionally in Ireland, an awful lot of women, largely mothers, have have, have carried out that work, in inverted commas, um, um, for, for nothing. And that the transition then into uh, a, a, an earlier system, which encompasses, for example, the ECHI uh, scheme, which is fully paid for by the state, it still hasn't, we still haven't seen um, the same level of terms and conditions that we see in those countries like Sweden, where pedagogues, as they're called, are as valued as teachers and are compensated accordingly. Um, so that's, you know, that that, that is front and centre of our advocacy work because we completely understand in early childhood Ireland, um, first of all, the rights of those staff to be compensated properly, but also the, their importance in the lives of children, their, their, the centrality of relationship um, and qualifications. Um, and so we fight for that every day. So it's great to have the, the support of the Irish public behind us. Yeah, it, 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 you know, that loving, trusting, caring relationship between families and children and, and staff. I always describe it as a, a triangle with the, the, the child in, in, in the middle. And, the you know, the tighter that triangle is, the better the outcomes are for, for children. So it's, you know, it's re- like you say, at the end of the year, times like the pandemic, it was actually really gratifying to see the broad support from parents describing the impact and the support they felt from their their settings and just needs to be um the the funding needs to recognize that uh in a very um meaningful way uh from now on it's past time so i mean we've said francis that the barometer is there five years and you've mentioned some of the the trends um are there other trends or changes in opinions that you want to um draw to people's attention well i think when we look at our our um our five-year tracking questions it's really interesting because um Anyone who looks at the barometer on our website, earlychildhoodireland.ie, will see that last year um, some levels of support fell. Now, interestingly, and again, I'm sure this is down to the pandemic, the one we've just discussed didn't fall. It stayed consistent. In fact, it increased um, over the, the pandemic from uh, 67% to 73 in 2021, and it has stayed at 73%, as I said. But interestingly, um, and um, last year, the the, val- the 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 question that we asked about the education of children under five uh, being as important as the education of children over five, and we would have consistently been up in the seventies for that. And last year, it fell to sixty two percent, and we were a little bit downhearted about that. But it's up at seventy one percent again. So that's re- very interesting. And when we, when we discussed that with with Red Sea, they felt 
that that and other areas um, uh, that that slightly fell um, were, were, you know, a manifestation of people's concerns. So if you think back to January 2021, we didn't have vaccines. We were all very worried. And they think that there were economic concerns that people were thinking, well, yes, I might think it's as important, but who's going to pay for it? Um, because our other questions about, you know, similar to primary education in Ireland, childcare should be available free to all children. That fell from 68% to 61 last year, but it's up at 75%. So three quarters of adults believe that um, like primary education, early years care and education and school age care um, should be free. One of the interesting findings that I always keep an eye on um, because I think it's a really important one. And I, and, I, and I think that people think, oh, early childhood Ireland, they're concerned about, um, you know, the 200,000 children um, who are in settings every day. And of course we are, but we're concerned with the, the, the all aspects of early years from birth. And so it's interesting that one of the questions we've asked for five years or one of the statements is all parents should be financially supported to stay at home with their child for the first 12 months of the child's life. And again, we had high levels of support and that dipped to 58% last year, but it's up again at 63%. And that's really, really important because we know that that one-on-one -on -one care in the first year is absolutely vital in most instances. Of course, there are uh, families that need extra support. And we also know that our members across Ireland provide that support um, for those families. And of course, um, that's important. Um, and we know that childminders, um, as well as um, providers and educators, can be so important in that, in, in that first year. But we also know and again, to look at it through a gender lens, we know that men aren't taking up parental leave um, as the same level as mothers. So we have a situation in Ireland where the first six months of a child's life, mothers are financially supported. And then it becomes a choice between in a two parent family between mom and dad. And we know um, that, dad, that, that dads aren't. And that's such a pity. There was a recent article in the Sunday Independent from a young a young and new father who was talking about the fact that he had taken paternity leave with a very supportive employer. Um, and, uh, you know, the difference it had made to him. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, and it was a gorgeous article. And it is really important. And the sad thing is that a lot of families make an economic decision about that, which is completely understandable. If we had proper support, though, from the state and from employers and a lot of employers would love to top up wages and they just can't, you, you know, you would think that more dads would choose to do that. And that's so important for families to make choice. But it's interesting that support is there. And then the final one that we've asked for uh, five years is about parents only paying towards um, provision in line with their overall income. And again, that has and that has actually grown over the years and, and then dipped a little last year. But 62 percent of, of people across the board agree. Of course, parents of young children agree even more. Um, but that's what happens in other countries. And, and that's the direction of travel that Early Childhood Ireland wants to see here, that everyone contributes through taxation and um, some something towards fees, but that there's a, um, a ceiling and a floor on that. Um, and that's what works. And that's certainly what's in the best interest of children in, in terms of providing quality and flexibility um, to them and their families. Yeah, it's, it's so interesting. As I think we in, in terms of the parental leave um, aspect, you, meant, you mentioned that article. I remember reading that article and the supportive employer was so important. So, you know, that I suppose 
education of the um, employer sector needs um, a, a little bit of work too to kind of help them see that uh, it's it's so important for for children. So, Francis, thanks a million for taking us through the, the the findings. It's so interesting, and you know, looking at the dip last year when you know when the survey was taken, we were in lockdown, and the impact that that had on on people's opinions. It's it's fascinating. There's so much in, interesting analysis there on the barometer. So, uh, Francis, thanks a million for joining us. Thanks, Maura. And uh, thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, please tell your friends and colleagues and we'll see you next time.